Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to the 66th ever episode of Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. How's it going everybody? I'm recording this on November 2nd, 2020 at 8.36pm. We're recording it a little late, but I'm going to try and get it out on time today. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Hopefully you're doing all right. It's almost the end of the year. It's November, finally. It feels like the longest year in human history. Uh, and it's almost at the end. We're less than two months away. I'm so I'm so hyped about that, um, especially with everything that has gone on worldwide with COVID and a lot of the issues facing everyone. Um, for, for me personally, actually, it's been a great year. Like, if I'm just counting my 2020, it's been awesome, honestly. I've had a lot of success with a lot of projects. I have felt creatively satisfied. I've had a great year, perhaps my best since 2017. I've mentioned that time and time again on this podcast. Uh, But it's always coming into the backdrop of how shitty the rest of the world is. And it seems like that part isn't slowing down. So if any of you are going through a rough patch right now with COVID, with the election coming up, with so many things happening right now, uh, just know you'll make it through. I'll be here supporting you in the background. I know you guys can do it. We only have a couple of months left in 2020. So let's finish out strong. Let's get back up. Go again. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know about that. I'm I'm also recording this like a day before the election uh, is a thing. It's on November 3rd. So the next date on anchor, we'll probably know who the next president of the United States is, but not for this podcast. We're on a night before. And uh, in case anybody wants to know, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been fairly, I was fairly open about who I voted for in the 2016 election. That was Hillary Clinton. And obviously she didn't win. Uh, this year I didn't get a chance to vote at all. And that's not because I didn't intend to, but rather because we ended up moving so late into the year. And so my voter registration was for that old county, meaning I would have had to have changed it 30 days before the election was set to take place. And I just missed out by a week or so. So I unfortunately did not get a chance to vote. I don't think really anyone in my family has, if I'm being honest with you, but I would have personally voted for Biden in case you wanted to know. Um, I follow more of his policies and stuff. That's all I'll say. I don't want to get terribly political, but in case anybody wanted to know, going into it, who I thought was going to win, who I would have voted for, the answer is Joe Biden. With all that being said, though, uh, I want to talk to you guys about what I've been going through because it's been a fairly busy period in my life. Uh, The last time one of these episodes released was October 12th almost a month ago, and so much has happened in that period of time, the biggest of which being a new Halloween crossover that I made with a bunch of my awesome friends like Zach, Jay, Parker, and Ramson. We all got together and made a five-part crossover series with a continuous plot and Halloween media review. So if you have not checked that out, I'd recommend you guys do so because that has taken up the majority of my time throughout all of October. I'll leave a link down to the playlist below. Uh, Please watch that because it's pretty awesome, honestly. And I had a ton of fun making it. I I sort of got the idea early in October when I was helping my parents clean out their shed. And I just sort of thought back of like, oh, 
Halloween's coming up. We should do like a crossover type thing. Because I remember as a kid, Cartoon Network would used to do that with all their different shows like uh, Camp Laszlo, Foster's Home, and Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. In fact, one year they had like this whole alien plot line throughout all these different shows, but they were still like typical episodes. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. And uh, being that I'm a part of such an awesome community of like really talented people who work on videos and the like, it just felt like a cool thing to like try and attempt to do. And so I pitched it to Jay and we sort of came up with a plot and a typical outline. And then we got Zach Parker and of course Ramson involved. And then the whole month of October was just pretty much spent working on this from watching the media to editing together a trailer to recording the discord calls to working up to the last minute i i I must have rendered my over the garden wall video like four times due to copyright shenanigans and i almost thought it wasn't even going to be worth it because i'm like who's going to watch this video Uh, but you guys proved me wrong because my over the garden wall video uh, part one of this halloween crossover is my most viewed video of this year in fact let me check what it's at currently it beat out the the second most viewed video this year which is my dark souls one it's at 72 views right now are you kidding me 72 so i guess most of you listening to this podcast have probably already seen the the crossover but uh damn thank you guys seriously 72 views good lord Uh, i'm truly impressed um knowing how successful this crossover was definitely gives me and obviously Jay and the rest of the group, more motivation to do another one. But it will probably be a year from now, uh, just because this was draining. <laughs> this took a lot of work, and I had to put everything else on hold. So I couldn't do Aiden on Anchor. I couldn't do YouTube podcast. I couldn't stream. I couldn't work on LHG stuff. I have two of my own personal videos that were in the works, a 30 for 30, and a video uh, that was Patience Idea that I've been working on, and I have two hours of footage of. All of it had to be put to the side just so I could finish this crossover, and it almost still didn't happen. So many things came down to the wire. Uh, One wrong move could have ended up fucking the entire thing. So I encourage you, if you actually want to hear more about the the behind-the-scenes process and what went into the crossover, to check out uh, Jay's podcast, where me and him talk about all the the behind-the-scenes stuff that went into making it, and you'll get to learn about production choices and things that got cut along the way i'll leave a link down to his podcast in the description below so you can listen to the discussion in case you want more undying curse crossover content about how all this sort of stuff got made Um, but before we end up closing out this section i again just want to thank everybody who was involved shout out to zach jay parker and ramson for being total rock stars putting out some of their best content and for genuinely being so flexible to not only work with our demands and filming this plot, but also being willing enough to add new and interesting stuff to it. Uh, It would not have been as good if it were just me, or if it were just Ethan, or if it were just Jay. Everybody really came together to make it special, and I was really happy with everyone's final videos at the end of the day and it it pleases me that they're all getting views not only my own but i think all of them are over 40 views at this point so seriously you guys are some rock stars thank you for watching that so much and if you want more info about it again check the link in the description below but i'm gonna move on from that because i know people don't want me to talk about the crossover the entire time so let's kind of talk about something else that happened to me A, a bit of a story time if you will I got a job. 
for one day. <laughs> I had I had a job for one day. Uh, I want to tell you how that story went down. So, like I've mentioned several times on this podcast, uh, I had been looking for work opportunities using Indeed, but hadn't really found a whole lot of success with that just because uh, I lived further away from the city, right? We were just kind of in a different location, and so I'd have to drive up to 20 or 30 minutes to get to someplace, and then even when I did, it would be like a 30-minute interview, and I wouldn't hear back for two weeks, and then nothing. So I'd apply and apply and apply and apply to all these different places, even ones that I knew weren't going to be a good fit, just to try and put my foot through the door and, and do something. But now that we moved... Figured, hey, we're closer into the city. I'm closer to a lot of these opportunities. It's now a five-minute drive rather than a 35-minute one. Let's see if things will work better. So I, again, went on Indeed, applied to a bunch of different places, and I actually got a call to a certain one that I will not mention just because I don't want to put any bad vibes out to them or get a lot of angry people calling them out or whatever. It's it's not, not my type of style here. But I got called in for an interview, went there. And in about 20 minutes or so, I'd like gotten hired on the spot. It was really, really quick after doing so many interviews where it just go on and on and on and on. You wouldn't even be guaranteed whether or not you had gotten the position. This one was like, yep, we need it. You're hired. Do this. You're good. And I was like, wow, COVID has really changed the job market to the point where they're just letting anybody in. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? Um, so I'd been hired on to be a cashier part-time and work uh, the late evening hours, which was fine with me because I didn't want to do morning hours or anything of that sort at all. So first day was tomorrow, literally right after the interview. It was so incredibly quick. Everything just happened in such a fast amount of time. So I go over there and immediately uh, things do not pan out like they should. For starters, yes, it was part-time and yes, it was in the evening hours, but they did not inform me that I would be working closing. And closing involves a whole nother hour of essentially shutting the store down, moving the money, cleaning things out, yada, yada, yada. And that pushed me forward to full-time hours. So that was kind of rough. The second thing was that even though I had been hired as a cashier, and that was the position that I wanted in the first place, that also did not pan out because the first day I was there was literally just working through retail stuff, moving things through shelves, and, and standing on my legs all day, which is not good because it leads into our third and final factor. Um, I'm not really well built for manual labor jobs like that, where I'm standing on my feet for long periods of time. My last two jobs were like that, and I found that my body is not well equipped to handle them. And I guess let me get this out of the way first, because I kind of talked about this on a Twitch stream recently, and it seemed that a lot of people thought I was making excuses of some kind, or thought that I was, you know, putting people down who do work like that, and that was not my intention at all. So let me just set the record straight here so that people can get off my case about it, because a lot of people have been kind of disrespectful toward me on that front. So let's set a few things straight. A couple of years ago, right? It would have been in high school, so like maybe 2016, somewhere around there. Uh, I ended up dislocating one of my knees while I was trying to get off the toilet. And yes, that is very funny. Uh, the comedic side of me recognizes the humor potential in that, I'm well aware. But it happened, it was very painful, popped it back in, everything went all right, fortunately. But I had a little cast on, 
and it was harder to stand for long periods of time. All that sort of stuff. So that happened. And then maybe a couple of months back, the other knee had started giving me issues as well. Never dislocated or anything, but it still happened. Uh, and ever since that first knee dislocated and the other one started giving me more pain, I've never quite gotten back to normal since before that time. Like, I still very much feel that, especially when I'm on my feet for long periods of time. Because, and this is probably no surprise, I don't exercise a ton. I used to walk, but that was about all the extent I did. Uh, I make content on the internet, so I sit down a lot in a chair. Don't move a whole lot, not very active, uh, and that's on me for sure. That part definitely did not help any of that. Uh, but when I tell people that I'm not a good fit for these kind of jobs, and when I talk about the pain that I feel in my knees from standing a long period of time, people think that I'm making excuses or don't just appreciate this type of work, and that's far from the case. I absolutely think that, that people who work in manual labor jobs and who put in all that effort are absolute rock stars, and shout out to anybody who has to do that for a long period of time while also dealing with horrible customers or offer awful management, stuff like that. Uh, thankfully, in this case, the, the, the position I had applied for had some really awesome and nice people there, so they weren't much of an issue at all. I've had had that issue in the past, um, but the biggest reason why this job wasn't going to work out for me is because I wasn't going to be a cashier. I wasn't going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, standing there for these long periods of time. I was going to be putting active stress on my knee, and I just don't feel comfortable doing that at this point in time, going from zero to 100 right away is not recommended at all, especially when I hadn't exercised prior for the past several months or so. And so, yeah, if I had stuck with that job, I probably would have had that other knee dislocate or I would have been in pain or I would have fell down. Oh, and that would have been awful. That would have been a serious medical issue that I'm not willing to put on myself. And I wasn't willing to let this company take the fault for that. So I called them the next day told him my issues, told him I couldn't physically do this job for any longer, and they totally understood, and they let me go, and that was it. That was it. Um, it was an interesting experience, and it definitely kind of tanked my self-confidence a little bit, but it also sort of made me realize that, like, look, if I'm going to apply to another job again, I can't keep going about it the way I have been, where I'll just apply to everything, regardless of whether or not it's going to be a good fit for me. Uh, that's just not smart. It, because even if I do get it, like what happened here, it, it, it might not be good for me or the employer. So uh, from here on out, I'm probably going to be applying to office jobs or uh, secretary jobs or things where I can just sit down and, and work on things at my own pace without putting my body through the ringer uh, for full or part-time hours, you know. And they were already having me work full-time with <laughs> with none of the full-time benefits at all because of the closing thing. And I was just like, ugh, that's not worthwhile. So, yeah, hopefully that explains it. Hopefully people will get off my case for that. Hopefully people will understand that I have very weak knees, one is dislocated, the other one has come close multiple times. I cannot stand on my feet for extended hours of the day without physically hurting myself. If you cannot respect that about me, then leave, right? Like I'm not I don't want to get shot on for something that like I can't control right now. Uh, but I will continue to exercise and try 
to work my way up toward that sort of thing. I can still walk fairly fine. I can still run in fairly short bursts. It's just extraneous labor and pressure on my knees is not a good thing. Uh, not at the current state that I'm at. So there's that. Hopefully you guys understand. And hopefully you enjoyed the story as well. Because all of that happened and I was kind of in a rough little patch for a little bit. But then Ethan, out of nowhere, decided to visit. Like literally the same day I quit. And they just decided to visit with him and his girlfriend. And they were a blast, honestly. They helped me film a lot of the ending bits for the crossover and made it super cool. But also like... Me and Ethan played Mega Man X4 for several hours, and guys, like, Mega Man X4 is fantastic. I don't mean, like, kind of good. I mean really damn good. Like, better than the first game, even. You get to play as X, you could play as Zero. The level design's fantastic. Both characters have, like, different power-ups and stuff. The pixel art's gorgeous as well. And I'm playing it on the Mega Man X Legacy Collection on Switch, which means it doesn't have any of those god-awful loading times that the PS1 version has. So, um, yeah, it's just been super fun. Ethan actually ended up beating it as X, and I got close to the end as Zero. I'm about, like, two or three stages away, and then I'll beat it. So I really hope that I can put together the final few pieces and then just beat the game. And who knows? I might stream it later on and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was awesome to have Ethan around, even as a surprise, just to have him there for a few days. I know not everybody has a tight relationship with their siblings, and that can be often rare, but I'm lucky to say that Ethan has always been awesome since the beginning. Uh, we were friends as kids and are most certainly friends now. I've even played Among Us with him and his girlfriend multiple times. We're all uh, really cool and stuff, and uh, they're, they're just awesome. They're both really cool, even if they don't do YouTube stuff. Uh, but they used to. Worldwide meme used to be a thing, but now it's just kind of... You know, put on the put on the back burner for now, but I can still get him in Lions Honor Gaming videos, so it all works out and stuff like that. Hopefully, I can have him on some more in the future. So yeah, shout out to Ethan; he's the best. Uh, but then he ended up leaving. Then Halloween came by, put out the crossover. Only managed to have like one trick or treater because we live on a dead end road. And uh, here we are in November, and that pretty much catches you up to everything that's happened. Uh, the only other video I released this month was the Vector Man one to kind of get 30 for 30 back on track. And believe me, my main plan for the year is to finish the final three episodes of 30 for 30. I'm so close near the end, but that crossover literally took the sales out of me and everyone else involved. But now that I'm here, that's the main focus. The video that was Patience Idea is also back on the table. We're going to get that done as well and try to finish off the year strong because 2020 has been really awesome. It started off really good. The middle has been bumping. Now, if I can just stick the landing with a few final really good videos, I'll be happy. And I hope that uh, you guys enjoy it as well as all the collaborative stuff that should hopefully be coming back soon. But yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode of Aiden on Anchor. Hopefully you enjoyed it. It's somewhere in the middle between the over-enthusiastic episode 65, that was the Q&A, and the very dour and depressing episode 64. Uh, I'm definitely much better since that episode, but I am still thinking about a lot of the things that I brought up, and I 100% stand behind everything I said there. But uh, hopefully you guys liked the direction of this episode and thought it was an interesting listen. If you want to support me, you can. There's a little support button on Anchor. Shout out to Jay the Zoomster for doing that. Or you could support me like Parker, who supports me on Patreon. 
which is also really, really dope. Uh, that's pretty much like one of the three main ways is Aiden on Anchor. You can support me there with the support button. Uh, Patreon, by signing up to Patreon, you support me financially. And then Twitch. Twitch is the other really big thing where if you like sub or leave bits or anything, I can use that money to improve the channel and stuff like that. YouTube doesn't really get me anything financially, but uh, it's cool that people watch it and subscribe. And I'm building up a base there which is awesome. One, one final thing I wanted to mention, actually, before we end this podcast episode is Anchor, for the longest time, I hadn't been able to make money from, despite you guys clicking the support button, because, number one, I couldn't get any, like, ads through there because Anchor wouldn't send me any, which that still hasn't been resolved yet. But the other reason was that even though Jay had been paying me through the support button, I couldn't access that cash because it's run by Stripe and Stripe won't let you put in a PayPal. You have to put in a bank and you have to put in a card. And I haven't had either of those things in two or three years because I had regions and then apparently that account closed and all this mess and stuff. And so my mom had told me about Chime, which is like this online banking thing. And they have like an actual physical location and they give you like a routing number and stuff They give you like a card that I can use. So using Chime, I was able to put that information in and now I finally got my first anchor payout. So like the $10 that Jay had ended up sending me over like months and months and months uh, was finally sent to me. So I have that now. So if you support me on anchor, you'll be glad to know that I am now finally getting that money because of Chime. And thank you to Jay for continuing to put money into that for all these months. Uh, That'll be it though for episode 65 of Aiden on Anchor. I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off. Bye bye